Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome, listeners, to episode 96 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton, and I'm joined this week by a man who has courted controversy after the World's Small Animal Veterinary Association has deemed that his new carbon fibre stethoscope will be available to use in general practice, and that the 40mm foam earpieces don't pose an unfair advantage to him, even though it can increase his efficiency by up to 4%. In his comment to this reporter, he was heard to say, nah, mate, she'll be right, helps me dodge two hours. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Good, Robbie. Good. Built for speed, you think? Built for speed. Built for efficiency. Right. Yeah, apparently your stethoscopes have been seen lining up uh, of all the amateur uh, uh, vets out there that yeah. it's helping to uh, at all the, the, the marathoning events. It's been approved for the Vet Olympics, though. That That's that that's a thing, yes. Yeah, it has. Are you talking about the shoes, mate? The I was talking about the shoes. I was reading. Segue there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you read it in the newspaper this morning as well. Uh, I well, I was I thinking have. about yeah. uh, what the hell am I going to do for an intro? Oh, I know. I can, <laughs> I, I, can, I can drum that in there. That, that's perfect, mate. Mate, so so you getting a pair? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you are. Oh, oh, 300, uh, 300 or 340 large. Oh, definitely, you know. I mean, I could really do with taking five minutes off my marathon time so I can get down to four hours and five minutes instead of four <laughs> hours and ten. It'd and definitely be worth and it. And if you want to support us on Patreon... <laughs> <laughs> Just as Robbie takes a drinks, yeah, get, get, on, get on board for Robbie's three, three large, three fifty large uh, shoes. Don't be run fast. That, that'd that right? be great, yeah, yeah, with the carbon fibers and all that sort of stuff. The springs you know? in there. See, see, see how I go. It's trying to break, uh, you know, two minutes once in my life, three minutes once in my life, let alone over forty two k's. Right, that's what you're pushing for. Oh no, not really. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing not for an injury, to be honest. All right. Uh, so what, what what are you up to, mate? What's well, we got, we still got the ball coming up, haven't we? So I've been doing a bit of preparation for that. Yes, and, yes, and. And uh, had a bit of uh, listener feedback this week, mate. Oh, good, yes. Uh, clients at work. Um, not sure. I'm not sure if I can say a name. I didn't actually ask if I could. Right. But um, a client. Yeah, but Meredith came in. Oh, and, good, uh, yes. Yeah. And and on the way out, uh, you know, sort of uh, chatting. I was in surgery. She was sort of walking past the surgery. I said, like, "Oh, I see you later, Meredith." She goes, "Oh, I listened to your podcast." I go, "Oh, that's nice. That's good." You guys are crazy. Oh, okay. Yes. I'll, yep, I'll take that as a compliment. We are. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Th- thanks, Meredith. And if you're still listening, uh, welcome. Welcome yeah. to listen to Meredith. It's Excellent. Nice to get some feedback. It is good. It is good. Um, I was talking to uh, 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 someone the other day about uh, you know where our listenership's at and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, we get a lot of people that are you know clients of both of our clinics that that, that listen, but you know, also getting a lot of people from from outside of you know like where we're getting you know. Pe- Mate, don't worry, that's my phone. So I don't know why it's doing that. Um, yeah, getting parents from school. Yeah, we're still getting um, emails from um, from vet students around the world and things like that. So yeah, we're getting a lot of uh, yeah diverse you know listeners to the show, which is uh, it's which really is good, cool. isn't it? It's yeah. really the numbers are just like peaking, mate. Just, Absolutely. Yeah. So we no, really really appreciate all the listeners out there. And I think a lot of that's coming down from people telling their friends about the show too. Yes. You know, so yes. shooting them through a link. So so if you do want to um, help us out, just uh, you know, copy the link in where you're listening and just send it off to two or three friends and say, hey, you know, know you like pets and you know, have a listen to these guys. Uh, see what's going on. Excellent. What have you been up to, mate, this week? Uh, so um, we've actually had two cases this week of cricket injuries in dogs. Wow. 
Right. So, yes, attacked absolutely. by crickets. Attacked by crickets, yeah, wow, yeah. That's, well, that's... I've been attacked by an insect this week, but that's a different story. Right, yeah. Um, no, let's not tell that no, story. Let's talk about that story. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that for the Patreon only. <laughs> um, uh, so, the, so, we had two dogs. One that... Um, so. I don't know how often you see it, but um, at around cricket season, like particularly ball crazy dogs, yes. where people are playing cricket out in the backyard, someone will bowl the ball, the dog takes off after the ball, the batter doesn't see that the dog's coming, and the uh, there's like this you know meeting of bat, ball, and dog all at once. Oh wow! Yeah, so, yeah. so they've been hit by the cricket bat. So one dog being hit by a cricket bat broke its tooth, so we had to go in there and take it. That's, yeah. It's sort of close. That's well, yeah. That's yeah if you're a golf, playing golf, yeah, it is a golf. You know, yeah, if you're yeah. wearing tartan pants and a funny hat, you know, and a, and a polo shirt, there you go. Yeah, yeah glass tooth, bang, straight through. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, so so we had to go in there and remove the, the the tooth, but you know that's all right. That all that all went okay. Yeah. Um, the other one was um was a dog that got hit in the eye by the ball. So um so so a, a full blooded cover drive that um yeah bonked the dog straight in the eye. So we're going to be keeping a close eye on the uh the dog's eye. We actually had one do that a couple of years ago that ended up getting a um getting a cataract and had yeah, to go right. and have a have its uh have its cataract removed from its eyes. So wow. After being hit in the uh, with a very similar injury. Yeah. So, okay. We don't seem to see a lot in around Port Melbourne that sort of thing. Maybe it's a, maybe it's the large, the outer suburbs, mate, where there's uh, the big cricket pitches and that bigger, sort of bigger thing. backyards, yeah, mate. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's you a, know, and and you only see it during the summertime. You know, it's only uh, yeah, because when it's summer in Australia, if you don't like cricket, I can tell you it's a real bummer. That do you remember the old Twelfth Man? Uh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Not many listeners aren't though. Oh well, they they can they can Google it. Yeah, anyway, they can, they can YouTube the Twelfth Man. It'd be great, but just don't funny. just don't let your kids listen to it. Yeah, what else been happening? It's mate? a little blue. Um, so uh, also. So, as um, listeners will know, we've been uh, renovating our house. Yes. And so, um, uh, Christina, um, through her uh, ability of or inability of making decisions, we've been going looking at carpets. So, inability. Or uh, ability, ability to have an inability to <laughs> procrastinate. Oh no, not procrastinate. Oh, she's she's definitely trying to make a decision. It's just that she can't make a decision. Right. Hi, Christine. I know she listens to the show with the kids, but that's right. She is it. Is it a too many choices thing? Because I'm a kind of guy. I go into shop. Yeah. And I go. I'm after a t-shirt. And yep. they'll show me two t-shirts, and I'll go. I'll have that one. Yeah. Show me ten t-shirts, and I go. Oh, I don't know what I want. Yes. Yeah. Is, yeah. Um, is it like that? Is it too much choice, or just not of, sure what she wants? Well, because we'd made the decision, we'd made the decision on the carpet, went in and decided. So, um, so this is for um a bit of a uh, a help out there for any listeners who are thinking about renovating their house and thinking <laughs> oh, about two vets talk renovations, two vets talk pets talk renovation ideas. So I'm, I'm trying to get onto Scotty Cam. I actually know one of the cameramen on the blocks. So I'm trying to see whether or not you know I can get. Get, on, get us on there and go, look, would you guys like any advice on your carpet choices for your pets? Yeah, so, right. Because that'd be great. You'd be into that, wouldn't you? Yeah, you know? carpet choice for your pet. Yeah. Carpet choice for your pet. Yes. Sizel's the devil. What's Sizel? Sizel. You know that rope you put around your um, scratching post, that, that rope that's called oh. Sizel? Why is it the devil? Remember we went to the cat show and that, that lady with the uh, with all the furniture said... Oh, Christopet. Yeah, so that's it, Christopet. Sizel's the devil. I forgot about yeah. it. I forgot about the devil. Know. We didn't go into that. No, we didn't work why. out why why it was the devil. Anyway, back to carpets. Are back we going wool or are we going nylon? Okay, so um so we're gonna go wool, right? Um yeah, okay, natural fibre and all that sort right. of stuff. Yeah, which is great. Um but trying to work out what 
options you're going to get when you've got cats is a div- is difficult because the the carpet man, the carpet the carpet uh, salesperson always says, "Do you have cats?" Right, and it's like, "Well, well, yes, we do have cats." Uh, and they go, "Okay, right, well, loop then, it, pull the, it, the pull. loops." Yes. yes. So there are different types of the way that your carpet is in there. So you can have twisted pile. Oh, I remember this now, and I renovated. Yes, yes, I do remember. So you've got the twist pile where it's um sort of the that's your more soft blend one. So one where it's sort of you know twisted and it's sort of cut off at the top. Um, or you've got your loop pile where it's sort of looped over the top. Now the looped pile is more hard wearing and things like that. Yes. But because it's looped, if you kept going do a little bit of scratchy, 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 then there's a chance once they pull one thing up, the entire <laughs> it just comes undone like a like a sweater. You know, like <laughs> like like your nana's old old ugly sweater yes. that she makes for you. Exactly. So um so we're sitting there looking and trying so we decided look Parker and Melvin, they don't seem to scratch the carpet that much. We'll go for the loop pile. That'd be fine. Made the decision. Then I realised we were back outside the carpet shop again on our day off during the week. So we had a day where we had like 60 things to try and sort out. So we've gone back in there again and um, we had the loop pile down there and then we had the other, um, the... The, uh, the twist pile there. Yeah, we're getting you're going for wool and nylon wool. I mean, that's up to yourself whether you want it soft and fluffy or you, know, you want to go the natural fibers. Well, and, that's and absolutely how d- fine. Deep your pockets are too, mate. Well, some respects. Anyway, won't go into that. Yeah. So, have you taken the samples home though? Not yet. Not right. yet. So, we've made the decision to go for the to go for the twist yes. rather than the loop. Because Good choice. I think we had gone for the loop, but then we decided to go for the twist. But um, I said to the guy, I said, "Look, is there any chance of it that we can hang on to any of the offcuts?" Because because now that we're in the rental, and again, anyone that's listening from Ray White, Morty Alec, just cover your ears. Um, there, uh, Parker has started to enjoy getting a little scratchy, scratchy on some spots of the carpets. <laughs> what sort of carpet they got? Looped or be the cheap nylon? I oh, it, it is. It is the cheapest, fluffiest nylon you've ever felt. But um, but the thing is, I think the carpet was put on in about 1984 yes. when the um, when the floral uh, wallpaper was put on. Um, and to be honest, Ruben's running around on the carpet that hard that uh, yeah, it's flattening it off like crazy. So Parker's actually helping to try and fluff it back up again. So I said, well, look, could, if we, can we get into the off cuts and we'll actually turn that into a scratching post. So that way, if they're really liking the carpet, we'll turn that into scratching post. And then I was thinking about when we're talking, and I was telling to the um, to the uh, the guy at um, at the carpet world in um, in Mentone, you know, plug my mic at two dollars off per meter. You lose, you never know. Never um, pay full price for a carpet, mate. Well, we're talking about the um, about the the Fellaway drips, yes. you know. And I said, mate, you can if you do have people coming in, you can get this stuff Fellaway that you that you put drips on the on their scratching post to try and get the cats to use that as their scratching post instead. Instead of somewhere else, so he's gone. Oh wow, geez. Well, hang on. If you're a vet, can I ask you for, for some advice? Going, oh, oh, here yeah, we go. Okay, hang on. I've brought, brought that into you know in, into into evidence. Did you tell me about a podcast. Send in a, send in a question. I did say because we did get a question from Carpet World. I wasn't sure. Oh, what did it was. oh, that yeah, must be yeah. him. But maybe later in the show. That we'll, must be we'll Nathan. 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 Oh, we'll get onto that later yeah, on in the show. Then, Lewis. Exactly. Exactly. In mailbag. Yeah. But yeah. but thank you very much to Zilkeen, big supporter of the podcast. Uh, yes. Mild anxiety. Well, perhaps if if you are renovating and a cat's a bit anxious. Silkeen might help with that. So Pretty it's good a, idea. Yeah, it's a, it's a milk derivative, alpha cazozapine, um, and uh, and really help with those mild anxiety and changes in the house. How safe is it, Lewis? Very safe, mate. Very safe. Why is it safe? Minimal side effects. Oh, because probably because it's natural. Oh, natural. People well, like to call it natural. There's there's nothing wrong with anything that's natural, is there? 
just oh. goes on the face of the earth, you know. Yeah, let's not go into that. <laughs> Any other sponsors we've got, mate? Uh, absolutely. We've got uh, Delicate Care. So Delicate Care, the uh, the uh, on their bags, veterinary endorsed, Lewis. So yeah. it's a food well, that's that us. is... We that, that's it. us. We are, we are veterinary, mm. so, so we can endorse it. Made in Australia from Australian ingredients... Over in the factory in Perth, um, they are uh, over in Western Australia. One of the biggest pet foods going around, so yes. um, a lot of uh, gravitas over in Western Australia. And so now they are, and they've been um, exporting to the world for many, many years, Lewis. So uh, made it to the to the highest quality to a uh, a recipe as uh, created. By um, by a veterinary nutritionalist over in uh, over at Murdoch Uni over in Western Australia and uh, and yeah shipped to Australia and the world yes exactly well made in Australia but then shipped out of Australia to the world and around Australia yeah oh shipped around Australia yes. around Australia yeah, domestic and international yes absolutely they so, go to, they go to both airports yes yeah fantastic thank you very much and for what your sort support. of diets have they got lots mate lots. lots but also thank you to our Patreon supporters yes we got a new one haven't we this week we do. Yeah, Hel- Helen Chalkerwood. Hi, Helen. You know yeah. Helen and Willow. Yeah. Hi, Willow. Willow. Hi, Willow. Willow like cat dog. Willow's a cat. Oh, Willow, Willow's a cat yeah. that's got inflammatory bowel disease. Oh dear. Yeah, Bless. Willow's Willow's had some. Um, she was uh, remedied by a friend of the show, Doctor Clint Uleman. Yeah, So Willow's Willow's had a uh, a rough 2019, um, but she is on the she is on the straight and narrow now. Willow and our, Willow and I had a little disagreement in 2019 as oh, well, though. Oh dear. So 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 what Helen's doing? Helen plays our podcasts to Willow <laughs> at the time of when Willow's eating Lewis. So then that way Willow hears my voice right at the time of when she's eating, and oh. so she's associating my voice with. Happy things. That's great. All right. So, hi, well, this, Willow. This is for you, Willow. No, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> Helen, I had nothing to do with that. At all, at all. I'll so, have to, I'm going to have to send um, Helen a message and say, look, at about the at about the 15-minute mark of the podcast, just, I'm just really drop, drop the... I'm going to drop them the whole way through. Oh, no. No, don't do Willow. that. Willow. No, don't do that for Willow. Willow, sweetie. Sorry, Willow. <laughs> Sorry, Willow. That's that's terrible. But thank yeah. you, Helen. We do really appreciate you. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's terrific. No, and um, and we actually saw Helen outside of the Cat Lover Show. Um, ah. So, so I don't know if I... Did I say to you that I saw like three clients outside of the Cat you, Lover uh, Show before we came oh, in? Oh, I don't know you did. Yeah, Helen and her partner, David, we were, um, were, were two that we um, were two that we saw. So Lovely. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it was great seeing them on the way in. So I wonder if she had a chat to the man with the little hat. And the, the man with the, the blue hat. Yeah, the blue hat. She doesn't. Blue suit. She she, she, don't, she doesn't need to talk to him because uh, she's got our podcast to play <laughs> You're for. Right, mate. So yes. we, so we've got the. Uh, have we have we worked out what our ultrasonic frequency? Got? No, we're not going to talk about it. No, no, no. no we're no, going to no, leave no, that. No, we, that's we right. Can't, we yeah. can't we can't afford more uh, more legal things. More legal proceedings by Ron. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we're going to have to get Helen and Helen to. You know, subscribe to us a little bit higher the, to uh, the canine calming, canine calming consultant, the little box. Yes, yes. Yeah, how's he going? Anyway, all right, mate. Fantastic. Thanks for all the patrons. So you can go to patreon.com if you like the sound of trying to uh, sponsor the podcast and getting yourself a, a readout on uh, you know live on the podcast. Go to patreon.com, search for Two Vets Talk Pets. Have a look at your different options there. You can subscribe uh, for as little as two dollars a month. You get yourself some swag, get yourself some um, some merch, some yeah. uh, some st- a sticker, and a uh, and a shout out. So- and also your own special sound effect. <laughs> For Willow, yeah, mate. I'm gonna, you know, 
That's not nice. Yeah, Willow's Willow's on Zilkeen too. Nice. So there you go. Oh, so, go. so that's, that's, that's oh, a double back one. to that sponsor as well, are we? Oh, now? well, it's all right. Yeah, so it's all keen to good friends at the show. Talk about that next time. Absolutely. And I've actually spoken to her about um, about possibly using a, uh, a novel protein diet for um, for Willow with her inflammatory bowel disease. I was wondering about Oh, if that might help. What was that? With that. <laughs> I thought that was me with my sweaty back on your uh, on your on your seats there. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> wow. All right, All right, mate. And what do you got from the news for us? Too, so, um, so taking over the world is coronavirus. Yes, you know, so Big news. Um, massive news. Um, you know, uh, as the school year started and the university years have started, you know, there's a uh, massive talk and problems of coronavirus and um i was interested in it because you know i mean after the first couple of memes came out of where everyone just had pictures of uh you know corona um you know i've got coronavirus as well you know with the uh, drinking a corona beer and all that sort of oh, stuff you oh, know oh, oh, yeah that oh, was oh. That, that, that was back in the early days of when yeah, it wasn't yeah, was didn't seem quite went, as serious we're dying and yeah, 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 yeah worldwide I'm, I'm, yes. I'm sure i'm sure there were memes with uh with ebola and that sort of stuff when the outbreaks came out but um so but coronavirus is something that we deal with quite a bit in in, in uh, practice because there's yes. a lot of coronaviruses in animals, yes. which is actually where the thoughts are of where this particular NCOV-19 or 2019 has come out, yeah. um, that it's that it's transferred from animals to humans. But so we don't if, know that, do we? Oh, we no, no, that's, that's just us. They're, 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 there's they're, so much news out pe- there. People that, are trying to work out where it's come exactly. from and where this novel form of coronavirus yep. has come yep. out. And, and it just thought... Well, you know, we, you know, as a content, you know, let's go, let's talk about yeah. coronaviruses in, in animals well, because well, there Sa- are a lot of coronaviruses. Yeah. Well, SARS in animals, was too. coronavirus as it, well. It certainly and was. And so was MERS. Well, and I had no idea yeah, about MERS. I, yeah, MERS and, from the camels. Yeah, and, and, it, a coronavirus. and it killed more people than what, um, than what, uh, uh, the, the novel coronavirus has now in COV 2019. Yeah. And you didn't hear any. No. Oh, I, I certainly wasn't on my it was radar. Confined to so. Middle East, I think, and to do with camels. But anyway, coronavirus in animals, we see it in our dogs, don't we? Uh, so, so it is. It, it is. Uh, it's a common, very mild gastrointestinal virus that that you see in dogs. Most of the time, you don't even see clinical signs from it. The only time you see clinical signs from it really is if it's. Uh, you know, infecting at this at a same time or in an immunocompromised animal, you know, because even then, if you did have a little puppy or something like that that had a coronaviral infection, most of the time it is so mild that you don't even see, you know, you, you, you don't reach the point where you have to diagnose it to be able to go, oh, this dog's got coronavirus, yes. you know, compared to parvovirus. Parvovirus is the one that does strip the lining of the intestines, but from my memory from from coronavirus pathophysiology is that it really just infects the very tips of the villi right. so you only get a very mild disruption of your um, gut integrity rather than the real absolute sort of wipeout that you get with parvovirus yeah well i think the coronavirus certainly it's milder but there is a there is a vaccine that you can give for coronavirus for dogs yeah um and uh, there was a time when i worked at a clinic where we we're doing a lot of pet shop stuff yeah and there seemed to be a lot of puppies that were getting a bit of diarrhea and becoming a bit unwell. Yeah. So there was a period where we were starting to vaccinate with corona, the coronavirus vaccine as well, and that seemed to be helping a little bit. So, yeah. so it's, it's it is a vaccine we've got. Yeah. But it's it doesn't that that virus doesn't transfer to humans at all. No, 
know. So don't be concerned that you need to vaccinate your dog because it does not transfer from dogs to humans. No, and and it's not a, a vaccine that we routinely no, use. Like it's no. not a core vaccine. Yeah, you don't need to rush out to your vet and go, give me the coronavirus vaccine for dogs because uh, everything we know so far, uh, 100%, you know, at this stage is that there's no transmission between dogs and humans for that dog coronavirus. That's right, yeah. At this stage. Um, and, uh, and cats and coronavirus, again, very, very common. So people we've spoken um, at length on the podcast before about, um, about FIP, feline infectious peritonitis virus. So again, in cats, cats commonly will get the feline coronavirus, which will cause mild, non-specific, sometimes even subclinical infection. Yeah. Um, Not even in notice the, they've got it. Yep. E- exactly, yeah, where, again, it's just causing a little bit of infection in the lining of the intestines, but um, in some cats they develop then what's called a viremia, where the virus gets into the bloodstream, and then in some cats that virus mutates into the more malignant, um, or no, I shouldn't have said malignant, sorry, take that back. You can, you can bleep out Nasty. that. You know? um, yeah, a, a more virulent yes. um, and, and a mutated virus. Virus, which then causes the feline infectious peritonitis, which causes a much more severe viremia that can't be cleared. And then it's the antigenic antibody response that the body produces against that that then causes those clinical signs yeah. for the cats with FIP. That at the moment, you know, again, you know, the there's not great treatments that are out there. There's some people that are saying that experimental they've got stuff. experimental stuff yeah. that maybe they can do something with it. But um, but generally, it's still pretty doom and gloom if your cat gets fit. But again, can't be transferred from cats to humans. But it is interesting from that that you're seeing a um, that some excuse me some of these feline viruses are able to mutate into a different thing. And it's not like it's happened once. It happens with some regularity that these cats that are exposed to the coronavirus, that it mutates in such a way that it produces yes. basically a different virus within the, within the host. It is, it is weird in cats. We don't fully understand, I think, exactly what's going on, that some cats get it and are fine and some cats get it and become really sick with it, get the FIP. So, yeah, so, um, but I guess that's the same with the human one. We don't know where this, you know, where the necessary, the, the, the novel coronavirus has, has come from or originated from, and obviously they're working on it really hard yeah. at, at the moment. But I think it's really important that we're not trying to scaremonger at all. Oh, here. no, 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 no. We but, just want to clarify to everyone, yep. yes, cats and dogs can get a coronavirus. A coronavirus. But as far as everything we know at this stage, yeah. and, uh, and uh, we're... Uh, First of February, we're recording. Let's yeah. put it on that date. Yeah, yeah. There, there is no transmission between uh, humans and cats, or dogs and cats, and vice versa. Yeah, um, and because when you're talking about, um, you know, about what a coronavirus is, you know, so a coronavirus is kind of like saying, you know, um, well, say, you know, use an analogy of like that um, if viruses were animals. You've then got different species of virus within that um, uh, within that you know thing of saying that there's animals. You know, you've got elephants and you've got dogs and you've got horses and you've got chickens. But then the within that family of viruses, so coronavirus, you've then got different forms of that virus that will infect different species. And most of the time, most viruses are species specific. Mm. There is things where it can spread. That's what we call zoonoses. So, you know, the the dog coronavirus infects dogs. The cat coronavirus infects cats. Um, but every now and again, you can actually get, you know, so just because a dog can get a coronavirus doesn't mean that the dog coronavirus is going to cause what's 
causing China to get shut down. You know, yeah. same way as what humans can get parvovirus. You know, hand, foot, and mouth is a is a human parvovirus, yeah. and lots of different species can. Or cats, cats get um, feline uh, FIV. You know, feline infection uh, immunodeficiency virus. It's not HIV. Yeah, am I digging myself a big hole? Yeah, yet? I think so. We're this gonna, is great, we're, we're isn't it? Meant to be scaremongering, just no, bring up no. all these other diseases. This is just, yeah, and you can't catch those from your animals no, too. Um, no, but, but it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what develops. I think you know we're you know potentially we're we're recording a week before this podcast comes out, and by the time this this will come out, it, it might have all changed. You know, not 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 in saying that cats are going to give it to us, but things might be totally different. So I think we just need to say at this point. That, that you can't catch it from your animals. Do, do, oh, do you want me to tell you some pets? other some other animals that have coronavirus? No, no, let's not no, do that. No, no, you, no you, let's you, move on. I've got something else. You, you, you don't want to find about about the turkey coronavirus. So this was an article. Coronavirus. So this is an article. How about bovine coronavirus in the Herald Sun? Yes, that um, that I saw. Yes, we might change topic a little bit. Yes, change tack a bit. Excellent. Um, Baymax. Baymax. A five-year-old Maltese Shih Tzu ran out of the gate of his deer park home in late 2017 and left his family heartbroken. They so, that, searched, so that's, you know, yeah, two and a half years ago. Yes. Yep, yep. Yeah, that'd be correct. They searched high and low for the four-legged family member, but were left deflated when he didn't turn up. Owner Peter, I'm going to unfortunately butcher his surname, Peth, Pethalankanham, said his that heart sounds about sank. right. Said his heart sank when he realised he would have to tell his tell son Chase. Then three Baymax wasn't coming home. Oh no! He said the pair had grown up together, having bought brought the pup home when Chase was a baby. What are your comments on that, Lewis? Well, I'm wondering. Yeah, there's no mention here. Did, did they get a copy of, my book? of your book? Right? Did they? Yeah. Do, do you reckon? Oh, uh, hopefully. Yeah, I hope hopefully. so. What, what are the tickets? Or the book sales been like around Deer Park? Have you? Well, 2017, they were big. They were big. Yeah, they? Big, that was big, a big, big year, wasn't big it? A lot, in Deer Park, a, a, lot, a lot of units shifted. Pretty sure Peter Pathankanum bought one online. Fantastic. So thanks, Peter, for your support. Excellent. Tell your dog you're pregnant. <laughs> uh, so uh, oh, we'll go on. Uh, so. Any thoughts on the name Baymax, mate? You got, you're you a pop, big pop culture yeah, guy, so, Robbie. Well, well ba- Betamax was the name of the big white fluffy thing that was in um, in Big Hero 6. Boom. The Disney. Um, you're Disney. still on it, mate. Fantastic. Well such done. That is such an awesome movie. Well you know, Big done. Hero 6. It's great. Right. We'll do a movie next week. We should do. Yeah. We as should well do. as Bill and Ted's. No, what was it? Phil and Silent yeah, yeah, Bob's. Yeah. Bill, uh, Jane, Jane Silent Bob reboot. Reboot, yes. Reboot to the nooch. He was named after a, car- a cartoon character from Big Hero 6. Yep. Mr. Peter said he searched the neighbourhood for weeks after work or early in the morning. He also put flyers at the local IGA and posted a number of social media groups. But despite no news or sightings of the pup, the family held out hope, even keeping a hold of Baymax's toys and bed in case he bounded through the door. Oh, so they had like a little shrine there for him. I still had everything, Peter said. Lit a candle. I still, yeah. I just didn't want to get rid of it all, Mr. Peter Peter said. Peter. I didn't want to get a new pet because of what had happened. I wouldn't say I was hopeful, but I was hoping he wasn't dead. Yeah. I was hoping someone was taking care of him. And while the odds of a reunion were very much stacked against the family's favour, the only this only made for an even sweeter happy ending when it came to be two Sundays ago. Whoa! Mr. Peter said Chase, who is now five, yes. was overcome with unbelievable joy after receiving the call which revealed Baymax had been found. Crikey. My son straight away was just happy and pretty overjoyed, he said. Baymax was pretty glued onto me. 
He didn't respond to his name straight off the bat. That took two or three days for him to bounce back. It was just really good, joyful. Uh, Did they check the microchip and make sure it's the same Betamax? The reunion came after an ambulance from the Lost Dogs home collected Betamax from the streets of Werribee, checked his microchip and called his very grateful owners. Wow. And while he's grateful Betamax is safe, he urged people who find lost Australian animals to report them in case they have a worried family waiting elsewhere. A spokesman for the Lost Dogs home said it was a timely reminder for pet owners to microchip their fury friends. No. Fury. Fury. Herald Sun. Yes, there you go. So don't forget to microchip your fury friends. Your furies. That's perhaps a point for Willow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Willow's got got to do his fury friends. Yeah, Willow's a bit of... Didn't Willow bite you or something? Got a bit furious? She she did get a little bit furious, but Willow's been microchipped. Oh, okay. To be be honest, I I, I actually thought you were talking about DW. Um, Yeah, Dr. Dr. Willow, Willow, Dave Willow Wilson. Willow loves that he gets a mention every episode. (laughs) That's great. A friend of the pod, Willow. He does. He's like, I get mentioned. It's like Superman in Seinfeld. Oh, there's always a Superman around in there somewhere. Yeah, there's always a mention of Willow. Yeah. But, yeah, no... Good to bring out Willow. Thanks, mate. Oh, there we brutal. Go. Brutal. I'd have nothing to do with this, Helen. <laughs> nothing at all. You know me, Helen. I wouldn't do that. But this brings up some interesting things. I don't know about you, mate, but I've had some 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 cases. And oh, I had one this yes. week. Yes. Where a cat was brought... And it wasn't as feel good, this one. Oh, okay. Cat was brought into the clinic uh, this week as a stray. And, yep. um, of course, uh, uh, we, we uh, scanned it for a microchip because we've got that agreement with the council that says we can do that. Uh, and and hello uh, to anyone from the yeah, from Port Phillip Port Phillip Council. Phillip, yeah. Of course, sure, we've got that agreement. Oh, absolutely. There is some legalities there, isn't it? Oh, it is, and and that and is it's, it's a minefield, and it's it's absolute BS and crap. Yes. But, but yeah, they um they come down pretty hard on us. So we may have found out what the microchip number was accidentally. Yes, yeah. that's right. So we rang the owner. Yeah. That uh, that was associated with the microchip, and they hadn't seen their cat for two the cat for two years. Wowzers themselves. They they said they'd had some neighbours about two years ago that moved out around the time they lost the cat and they thought the neighbours had just taken the cat, just going, yeah. yep, we'll take that with us. So, you know, we thought, oh, he'll be wrapped to, to re- reunite with his cat. But the sad part was, um, um, and this is possibly why this story didn't make it into the Herald, Herald Sun, Sun. Yeah, yeah. Is, um, is he actually didn't want the cat back. Oh, really? Yeah, which is really quite weird. We're oh. like, oh, that's a, that's a bit odd. Yeah, right. So so there we go. It's not, not, not quite the... Um, not, not, not quite the, the happy ending that, that, that we we expected. But look, I've got one other story, but yes. we might just take a short break and we'll, we'll continue with that in a moment. Guys, and now uh, we're back. And I, I was just uh, we were talking about um, uh, pets are being lost. I had another, I got another story of a, a Jack Russell Terrier um, that um, that a couple of lovely uh, retiree couple uh, adopted from a rescue shelter. Yep, and they, they adopted the dog from a rescue shelter, and they brought, obviously brought the dog home, brought it into the home environment. And unfortunately, within two hours of the dog arriving at their their home. Uh, it got spooked, and a gate had been left open by a, oh, by, no. by a, um, a, a tradesman, oh, no delivery person actually, and yeah, the dog escaped. Yes, and ran away. Yeah, so only had the dog at their house for two hours. Gee whiz! So you'd be thinking, oh, it's not much chance of the dog knowing, you know, coming back after, yeah, yeah. after that short period of time. It's run off. It's going to get found by the pound again. End end up back at the rescue shelter, um, and and so they yeah they obviously 
chased after him and you know, looked for him, scoured the streets, you know, possibly being uh, the old retiree couple didn't have the access to the Facebooks. And the oh, inst- yes, yeah, inst- yeah. We're quite, we're quite social media-ly. Oh, um, we what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But were they on TikTok? Uh, I didn't actually ask that. They do a good lip sync video, I think. Oh, do they? Yeah, I think so. Teeth in. Teeth in lip sync video. Anyway, so they, they went and looked and uh, and and, and uh, they you know they looked half the night for him you know and eventually obviously that they, they had to go to bed. But the amazing part because of the story old, are you saying no? Just because it was night time. Oh, because it's night time. Yeah, you can't right, scare yeah. the streets all night. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that, can you? So they, they went to the RSL for the early uh, the, the early seniors the, dinner the, the and roast then, pork and a yeah. bit of. A bit of uh, a bit of um, uh, applesauce, right? Uh, yes, yeah, terrific discount, and a, yep. and a little squash lamington. Fantastic, yep. fantastic! Yes. And then they then they got back and watched Andrew Bolt on um, on Foxtel, and then hopped into bed. Really, Andrew Bolt? I don't know. I'm just you know, I'm, I'm just why Andrew to, Bolt? Oh, because you know they might be Game of Thrones fans. Oh, they might be. Yes, yeah, they might know. be the, the the sword and sandal and you know and and you know bare boobs sort of people. You think what? Well, in Game bare of Thrones, boots. bare boobs, boots. Boots, no, not boots. Boots, walking boots. Sword and sandal. We've already ca- covered the uh, the the footwear <laughs> of Game of Thrones. Dragon right. fans, you reckon? I reckon they're right, like Insight on SBS. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yes. something a bit more, you know, Insight? just in depth and, and get yeah, balanced view. Do you reckon they wait up to watch Q and A to try and yell at the lefties on uh, <laughs> on a Monday night too? <laughs> if, oh, we, if we're trying to populate this, not sure. I don't know. We're losing half our listeners here, mate. <laughs> Meredith's not going to be happy. No, yeah. no, she might be. Mer- she's not. She's not going to be she's happy. Not. Was she one of Because we're already she, crazy. Oh, yeah. Was she one of the seniors that we no. were walking around? No, no she wasn't. Excellent. No way. Oh, good on you, Meredith. No. no. Meredith thinks we're crazy, though. Well, she's right. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, eight hours later, they got up in the morning. Yes. Went down at, outside, opened the back day, gate. The back date. The back date, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> And there, sitting there's the dog. The dog waiting at the back date. It's back. It made it to the back date. Yes, fantastic. Him. How's that? Sniffed around towards the back date. Only been there two hours. Yeah, right. And knew where to come back to. And obviously, I sense the love. Oh, it must have. Must sense have the love at, yeah. the, at, the, at the house and just gone. Oh, I'm back. So I've never heard of that. I would have thought it'd be gone for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird that it's imprinted itself that quickly on uh, on a property. Yeah. Know, that that. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe had a little time. snack and gone, yeah, this place is all right. Oh, I'll come back here. So yeah, I can't find food anywhere else, so I'm pretty hungry. So better come back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so there you go. Nice all one. Right, now, what do you got, mate? Uh, so I um, was having a look through and found on uh, on The Age um, a bit of a local story from um, over in Western Australia. Um, Dogs on Wheels, How Our French Bulldog Raoul Defied the Odds. Ooh. Yes, so... Um, this is uh, so Nine News Perth weekend presenter Alice Murray's dog Raoul can't walk, but that has not taken away his zest for life. Ooh. There we go. Mm. So when people first meet our Frenchie Raoul, they're usually surprised by how happy he is. I think that's because they expect him to be sad, but whatever the reason, he gets a lot of attention. Raoul, our French bulldog, is paralysed. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's he it. wasn't born like this. It happened to him in February 2016 when he had a disc blowout in his spine. My husband Gavin and I didn't know what was wrong, and unfortunately, the emergency vet misdiagnosed him. I think that's probably a bit brutal. Ooh, you that's, know. That's I think. I think. I think. Keep keep your opinions to yourself when you're writing that. Thank you very much. Misdiagnosed him. Yeah. yeah, yeah about that. Yeah. Um, uh, he had surgery to repair the damage, but with spinal injuries, time is critical, and for all, it was too late. 
I got a funny feeling that maybe Raul had early um, spinal things and it probably progressed on and then, you know, it probably didn't matter what the emergency vet was going to do. I don't think so. And even, you know, preachers get some congenital deformities in their backs and pretty funky looking spines. I I, I think the emergency vet, I think the biggest issue for the emergency vet was that Raul's a Frenchie and, you know, um, and that that set him up for the problems. But anyway, we digress. Four days post-surgery, we were told it was unlikely he'd walk again and in the same breath, we were also informed he'd probably only live another two years at most. As I was Mm. kneeling on a cushion, stroking his head through the wire of his small vet cage i felt like the ground fell away Raul's surgery and post-op care cost about 20 grand what, we, what what's what paper is this from what's this from? uh this is this is published on the ages the, it's on the age the age yeah yeah so it's local uh, local yeah 20 grand i don't know any vets that would charge 20 grand for that for four days hospitalization and a spinal surgery no i don't, I don't think so yeah that's uh it's odd yeah actually i do maybe one yeah maybe yeah. one might maybe. be one on your mind too yeah yeah i think i think i'd agree with that but even then my goodness for that sort of money that is you know, exorbitant. That's, that's about sort of four spinal surgeries yes um uh we didn't uh oh sorry Roll surgery and post care cost about twenty grand. We were so lucky we had pet insurance, uh, which covered a lot of the costs. Right, okay. There we go. Um, we didn't have any children at the time. Raul was our whole world. So many thoughts ran through our heads. Will he be depressed? What about quality of life? How will he go to the bathroom? Does he need around-the-clock care? Understandable. They're all questions you ask. Absolutely. Gavin and I always agreed that if Raul appeared depressed, his quality of life affected, or if he was in any sort of pain, we would have to consider euthanasia. It was one of the worst days of our lives, but we were pleasantly, about to be pleasantly surprised. As soon as Raul was allowed out of his little cage, he was off. Imagine a seal pulling itself along at speed that was Raul everyone in the vet clinic was in stitches it was clear to us that he wasn't really aware of what had happened he wasn't looking back only forward probably more the fact that his front end works pretty well and the back end he still just can't feel and so he can still run around but hey good on you Raul oh god Oh, it's like a Lord. seal, didn't you say? My goodness, yeah. That reminds me of one of other Kevin Smith's movies. I'll have to lend you the um, the the one about the walrus, right? Where, uh, where he gets um. Oh yeah, the walrus. That wasn't so good. Though. That, that wasn't What's so good. Get a mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah tusk. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, so Raul. Raul. It's dragging around like a seal. Uh, let's see. Uh, we were offered a wheelchair for him. We even drew up plans to get one made. But after a bit of research, we realised the dog chairs in America were far more advanced. There is. There it is quite common for disabled dogs to wheel themselves around, not so much here. So we got a chair shipped over and it was perfect. Raul's been through three wheelchairs now. He keeps wearing them out. That's how active he is. He can run faster than he ever did before, especially down hills, which I think is also called gravity. Um, st- <laughs> it's not actually running, is he? No, no, it's more called rolling down a hill. You yes. Know? Uh, he can run faster than he ever did before, especially downhill. Still hasn't quite accepted the fact he can't go upstairs and needs to give corners a wide berth. Oh, yes. Um, uh, our 19-month-old son, Max, loves him a little too much. While he learned to walk, he leaned on Roll's chair for a free ride, much to Roll's annoyance. He needs a little more care and help to go to the bathroom, but sometimes doesn't even... F- 
but but sometimes it doesn't even feel like extra effort now. He has far surpassed that two-year prognosis too. We're coming up to four years since it happened. People remember him and lo- uh, remember him and love coming up and saying hi. Just yesterday, a woman came up to us in the park and asked, "Is this the North Beach paralysed dog?" Um, another couple knows what time we do our morning walk and often come to meet us with treats and new tennis balls. Oh. Some other dogs and children can be confused. He's been called Truck on occasions. Hopefully that's what he's been called. And sometimes people <laughs> walk behind us and film him and then get embarrassed when we see them do it. We never mind, though. He certainly is memorable. French Bulldogs have a short lifespan. Some only live eight years. Raul is seven and a half years now, and we feel so lucky we've got him this far. I know we've given him the best possible life, and what he's lacking in movement, he gets back tenfold in love. Ah, oh. uh, So, oh. um... What thoughts on short lifespan? I mean, they get a lot. Do get a lot of issues, but I wouldn't have. I don't think they. I don't. I don't think they hit an expiry date at eight, though. I think they go along pretty well, you know. After that, well, depending on treatment, I suppose, and what they get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have said, not like a say a Great Dane, where you go. Well, they often live. Don't live as long. I I'd, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless I mean, I guess your you know, your main things with um, with Frenchies is going to be, um, you know, uh, apart from uh, everything. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They but, get. Apart, apart from, and, and hi to all our French bulldog owners out there, <laughs> yes. um, particularly you know, from Port Melbourne. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah what, what sort of dog does Meredith have? Yeah. Have six Frenchies. A cocker. A cocker. No, oh, there we I, go. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I can't say that. Oh, I can't say yeah, that. That's, that's, no. No. Like, beep beep. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. has a. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think they're as long as they're. As long as they breathe okay, their backs don't go, they don't end up with arthritis, neurological disease, and their um, ears don't cause them too many problems. I think they skin can go pretty issues. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The skin they go pretty well. That's I about think it. Usually they go pretty well after yeah, that. dental disease. They go all right. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> terrific. No. I was um, I was telling um, uh, our new nurse, Millie, she was talking about, um, you know, oh, I really want to get a Frenchie. And I said, do you, like, um, she's in her um, sort of early to mid-20s. I said, Millie, do you know why you want to get a Frenchie? She's gone, no, why? I said, well, let me tell you about, and I keep it. What's the the, the name of the thing where they uh, the neonatalization thing where they see the, the oh pro- yeah neonatalization syndrome yeah neonatalization yeah. big eyes um I said it it's because when you see them they look like little babies that's the reason why she goes, no it's not I said yeah it is Mel yeah you know, that's the reason that's why it's true exactly because you know? they're cute they're cute big ears big eyes yeah pushed in face so back in the eighties people just used to get cabbage patch dolls now they now they get French bulldogs maybe yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. All right, fantastic. Uh, disclaimer time. Uh, all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we missed anything or if we, uh, if you need any clarification um, or if you um, want to have any more advice on your Frenchie. Um, so uh, speaking of... Thank you very, very much, nice. mate. Thank beautifully you. Thank read. you. Thank you. The crowd, you know, beautifully read. The crowd goes wild. Now, what do you got? You got the, touching a hot, hot, touching a hot spot. Hot, though, mate. A hot spot topic, Lewis. I wanted to talk about hot spots. Um, we've had a few of them coming around at the moment yes. with uh, with summertime and allergies and things like that. Um, and I particularly wanted because I think we've spoken about hot spots in the past in one of our previous pods. So, um, hot spots also known as um, as uh, uh, superficial or deep pyoderma. Pyo meaning pus and derma meaning skin. So, it can either be superficial or deep pussy skin. It's right there in the title, Lewis. So, 
we see it as uh, as a result of something happens on the skin, you get a bit of bacterial infection, whether or not the skin's gotten wet, it's gotten macerated, the dogs have started scratching because they've had a sting or a bite. Scratch? A scratch? Scratching? Yeah, scratching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, waiting for yeah, that. You're getting your DJ, DJ yeah, signs. Thank scratch. you very much, D, D, DJ Kirkham. Um, you know, crack, cracking it hard with the, with the wickety-wickety. Uh, so... You, <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was going to be the fart noise again. Yeah, Ooh. I had to try and try and stop and work out whether nah, which one it was. Nah, nah, nah. Keep going. So, <laughs> you're just going to wait, wait to try and just drop another one yes. in. Yeah, dropping the fat beats. So, uh, so, so what we often see with these dogs is they come in with an itchy little spot. It's often red, swollen, painful oozy um and then if you don't get it treated pretty quickly it can spread pretty fast so um they are hot so i guess that's the reason why we call them hot spots and it's just that that's easier to remember than superficial or deep pyoderma yeah yep um so one of the times where i think we see these quite commonly is um around the faces of dogs when they've got ear infection so like underneath their ears they'll sort of scratch around there but also retrievers when they've got their big floppy folds of skin because that's the two cases we've seen it of this last week is it where they've been running around so it's been really hot so the dogs have been out at the beach and things like that and they come back and because they've got their collars their neck skin stays moist and so they end up getting this really rampant um, uh, sort of you know, oozy pussy infection on their skin around where their skin folds are on their neck yeah right well it is, it's more common in, in certain breeds isn't it so it's it more is, common yeah. in golden retrievers I think we see it uh, I don't know off the top of my head but uh, Rottweilers I was going to say Rotties we see a fair bit see, of it see fairly commonly yeah. labs a little bit I guess yeah. you know yeah. um, I mean considering some of the other dogs that you see with um, you know rampant allergies you know so like your you know, Westies that get it commonly yes. and other Terriers and things like French that Bulldogs, French Bulldogs. Yeah. Just to bring up a, a relevant breed. Yeah, hello to Raul and his and his <laughs> owners over in Western Australia. He'd have um, trouble scratching, I think, with his hind legs, maybe. Oh, and unless unless maybe just sort of wheels his um, wheels his little his little cart under the coffee table, and he just sort of puts it oh, forward and reverse, yeah, forward and reverse. Yeah. 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 I, I wonder whether or not he's got like a little um like a little sort of. Uh, uh, what's the Stephen Hawking style, you know, um, sort of little remote control on there? Oh, so he can control himself. Control yeah, himself moving around? Yeah, 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 maybe. Maybe. So, yeah, yeah, certainly some breeds more commonly get it, don't they? <laughs> um, and, and some that don't, considering they otherwise get allergies. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, so any thoughts on the causes? You mentioned being uh, sort of wet, but there's sometimes I think fleas can do it. So sometimes a flea bite. Yeah. So you've got to make sure that your dog's on, uh, on appropriate flea preventative. I yeah. think is really important. Um, there's some thought that maybe some underlying allergies, like could be food allergy or, oh, for sure. or yeah. you know, something in the environment. Any atopic dermatitis or something like that. It, it, it seems, like I guess you break it down. It's like something causes your dog to um, to get itchy or damages the skin. And then if the infection gets in and it starts going through, then either the, the infection spreads. And so that's the thing people often say to us, it, it was only half the size yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And I go, well, I'm glad you bought it in today because it's going to have been twice the size yeah. tomorrow, yeah. you know. Um, and when they get a good size, it can really actually affect the dog's demeanour. They can they can become grumpy with it. Like, it's quite mm. painful, Absolutely, I think. You know, yeah. Certainly when they get a, a dog with a hotspot, I often say, oh, he's a little bit off his food or he's a bit lethargic. And yeah. and, uh, and you sort of, often there can be matted hair around then and, or fur. Hair, fur. Furry, a toupee. Like they might have got putty at pussy underneath their uh, their, their toupee. Have you ever had that problem? 
uh, under getting my underneath my toupee. I have, but I I, I use the the the, the antibacterial shampoo like what the the uh, my own the client's mum did yes. from the last podcast. Yes. sits it settles it right down. Yeah, fantastic. And um and so yeah, can be really un- and then you sort of shave that that hair off, and then there's a big big ball patch underneath. Big this. red yeah. swollen, yeah. you know, and and or if it's deep, like it can be quite cavernous under there, yeah, you know, with where the if it's if it's a deep pine. So derma. best thing is to get to your vet, and what are we going to do at the vet? So what we need to do is we need to take the itch away and we need to treat the infection, you know. Yep. So, um, and I guess there's variations on what you can do in order to try and do those two things depending on how severe the signs are and also what the dog's going to let you do. So, you know, I um, if, the, if the lesion is pretty big and the dog's pretty sore – I like to try and clip the hair off it because yeah. it's it's going to make the dog feel better because once the pus dries off, there's going to be a scab there. And if there's hair in there, well, then the hair's going to get stuck to the scab and that's going to be painful for them. Even then, if you've got the, the big wads of, you know, pussy matted hair anyway, it's not going to be very fun for them. No. So if you can clip the hair off, that's great. But because these dogs are painful, Lewis, often you need to sedate them to try and do it. Yes. So yeah. It's not a lot of fun for yeah. them. No. Or, yeah, sometimes you get owners, sometimes I get owners who I'll say, well, we can't do it today. What I want you to do, you go home and just try and dribble salty water over the wound mm, to really yeah. try and just ease and tease out some of that gunk and stuff that's caught in the hairs and see if that settles it. They can't do that yet, then we'll sedate it and yeah. shave it off. Um, taking the itch away, you know, um, uh, corticosteroids has been our, um, you know, the, the, the greatest veterinary medical invention ever, you yeah. know. Um, I think you can use a bit of Apoquil as well for that too. A- Apoquil definitely you yeah. can use. So um, so I've had to um, use that. So Apoquil is a more specific anti-itch medication, um, particularly if you've got these dogs. So a couple, one of these retrievers that we had um, is a is an older retriever and so it was already on non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Yeah. For and its so arthritis. For its arthritis. Yeah. So therefore we couldn't use cortisone. Yeah. So we used the Apo and my goodness, it worked, yeah. uh, worked really well. Works just as well often, doesn't it? Yeah. It does, yeah. And then uh, sometimes I'll use a cream as well, maybe, and maybe some antibiotics depending on the severity. Correct, yeah, yeah. And if you can, and that's part of the good thing with if you can clip the hair off as well, it means that then you can then control it often quite well, like with some of the really strong um, topical cortisones and things like that. Um, and you can get better shampooing on there to try and help out with the infection because antibiotic stewardship and all that sort of stuff if you can get away with not using the antibiotics that's great you know we always sort of certainly a preference yeah yeah if you can if you can if it's a superficial infection you can treat it superficially then that's pretty bloody good you know and you can often get a much higher concentration of antibiotics topically than what you can or even just using the the um the chlorhexidine based um shampoos um that can sometimes sort it out and you don't have to worry about using abs exactly moving moving a long way away from using antibiotics for those sorts of things these days so um and much more topical therapy for skin conditions seems to be the go so we're not getting as much bugs resistance exactly bacterial resistance Alrighty. So, hotspots. So, if your Fantastic. dog's got one, go and see your vet. Go and see them today, not tomorrow, because tomorrow it's going to be twice as big. Exactly. Spot on, mate. Now, yeah, we, we did get a mailbag this week, Nathan, didn't we? Nathan, Nathan, mailbag. He may not have known that he sent us a mailbag, but Nathan from Mentone Carpet World. I'll call, send him a link. Call, carpet, call. No, 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 no not carpet, one. call, carpet world. Oh, sorry, yeah, Carpet calls up the world. No, no, you're going to have to bleep that out, mate. You know, oh, we don't, really? don't want to be, yeah, yeah, He's not yeah. going to sponsor us now, is he? No, no, a carpet world are the experts in the trade. They might not have the <laughs> have the jingle, but, you know. Um, so, he asked, um, he said, Oh, so you're vets. Yeah, 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 we're vets. You know, as we're walking around on our little carpet um, uh, samples without our shoes on, Lewis, he's gone. Uh, so 
how do I stop my cat from jumping on the bench? And um, he said, can I use a spray? And Christina and I both gone, don't use a spray. No. Um, and so so I'm interested to hear what you've got because you've probably got much uh, better uh, plans for him. But uh, humour me with what we've said to him to do. I mean, A, we said... Look, mate, you can do what you, you you can try it, but you know when the cat's not there, you're always going to have trouble trying to you know make it do what you don't want it to do when you're not there. But we said what you can do if you can try and have other higher spots around the house for it, so it feels like oh, if I jump up onto these spots and I get little bits of food, well, these are these are fun spots, so maybe I jump around here a bit more. Whereas on the bench, never feed them, don't try and pay them any attention or anything. Try and get them up onto higher spots around the house. Um, we said don't spray because spraying just, you know, is a pain in the bum. Um, and uh, that was about it. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. I like the elevated spot. So the spray stuff is the using a spray bottle. It yeah. was a common thing that we, you know, we certainly used to recommend in the past, but we don't recommend nowadays because it's punishment-based. It can destroy the bond yeah. um, between owner and, uh, and, and, uh, cat. and cat. Thank you. And cat as well. And, um, and so, yeah, we don't, we don't, tend to like to do that my preference is actually you know there's obviously two times when they're going to get up on the bench one one can be when you're not there yeah and you know, what's the reason for getting on the bench you know if you clear the bench of all the food if they're pretty food food orientated cat or um uh and then there's no real reason and you've got other elevated areas to go to that's fantastic um a lot of cats though when you're preparing your meals will be up on the up on the counter you know and maybe they grab some food then that you know you chuck them off again and then they jump up again and they jump you know so they're getting little bits of food when you're preparing a meal or something like yeah. that or an interaction from you what i really like to is actually training the cat what you want them to do in those times so it might be using a little bit of the food that you're making and you might actually uh you know throw it onto a, a cat bed or something and go go bed yeah cats can learn that sort of thing they're really good at at, uh at uh at learning commands similar to a dog right or or learning what what you want them to do uh the only difference between cats and dogs is cats take a little longer to eat their treat than the dog might which is it's gone gone. yeah cats like more want them taste it and and savor the flavors savor flavor they 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 sit there they 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 sniff at it that's right yeah yeah yeah. like shannon noel i've got the flavor saver there (laughs) just uh just just enjoying it so so that that's that's what i really and and actually you can do some training stuff that when the cat's on the bench go out go to bed or or or, or that sort of thing. But you also do some training at other times where you're training them for a treat. You throw a treat to their bed area and you give that command and you point at the bed and say, you know, go to the bed or go yeah. to your mat or whatever you want to be. Or you can have an elevated post, like stretching post next to the bench. Yeah. And they're allowed to get on that. So when you're preparing meals, they get little treats from the bench onto that scratching post yeah, at right. the same height and they can be up there enjoying it and you get the pats and enjoying what you're doing, that sort of thing. And then obviously when you're not there, there needs to be nothing, no reason for them to get on, on the, the on the bench, yeah. um, and um, yeah, we the spray bottle thing we used to use in the past. I think the issue that um, that a lot of owners had is that it needs to be like an what I call an act of God. So the cat needs to think when I get on oh the my bench. My goodness, this, this right, sounds very Trump esque. An act I, of God. When I get on the on the uh, jump up on the bench, suddenly from somewhere out of nowhere, water hits me. <laughs> And I, I get off. The, I don't like that, and I, yeah. I get off the bench. So that's that's what it's sort of meant to be. So it then would uh, would mean that the idea was that when associate when you're not there, oh, if I get on the bench, I'm still going to get sprayed. The act, uh, God is still going to be unhappy. That's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. God is still going to be pissed off with me if I jump on the bench and no one's there. Exactly, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't tend to work like that. So <laughs> you know, are you telling me right here that cats don't believe in God then? Act, so act of God doesn't work for cats. Well, not in this, not in this case. In this scenario, and uh, and then uh, 
What they what tends to happen though is they see the owner grab the spray, spray bottle and the cat jumps off the off the counter yeah, and okay. scared and there's there's a break in the bond there and um it's not really telling the cat what you want it to do it's just punishing it for right. what you don't want it to do it's not really consistent which doesn't work with punishment either and it's uh and it's not really it, um not really something we prefer so I prefer to tell the cat what you want it to do yeah right so there you go Nath there you go Nath yeah, from Carpet World Nathan. thank you. And thanks for sorting out Robbie's loop and plush and loop, 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 and, and, twist loop, loop and, and twisted pile. Twist, yeah. And I'll be I'll be wrapped to come over. I'm surprised you haven't got a couple of samples at home and put it down just on the carpet on the floor, and see if the cats go straight to scratching it and just just pull out. Yeah, the loop pull out. We're not getting that one. Yeah, that one's not going to work. That's what you need to do. We should do that. Get some samples. If we've given him a good plug on the on the podcast, maybe he'll maybe he'll send it send us out a few. Yeah, he'll send you a ream out, mate. Fantastic. Is it a ream? No. What's a what's a carpet roll called? Roll. A roll. roll. Probably a carpet roll. Small, small roll. But I'll be amazed if you put it down. These cats are straining. Like, <laughs> this is fantastic. This is the best thing ever. That will be horrible. Alrighty, guys. So if you've got a question like Nath from Carpet World People. Carpet World. World. Carpet, carpet World. World in Mentone. Wow. Highway. Just moved into their new uh, new showroom. Wow. You're uh, you're really... He's going to have people come through the door now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Asking for Nath. 100%. Where's Nathan. Where's Nathan? Nathan. Nathan, I hear he's good with a good good for the carpets. You know Nathan from uh, We Can Be Heroes. Oh yes. Nathan. Yeah. Hey Nathan. Nathan. Thanks, mate. Thanks for the. Thanks for the. Yeah. Uh, that, that that was back before Chris Lilly went and did blackface. Oh yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. ideal, no. was it? <laughs> anyway, so if you have got a question, get us it on at two vets talk pets at gmail or um or catch up with Robbie at Carpet Court World. Carpet World. Carpet World in Mentone. Yes. You can yep, go yep. and catch him up there. Or, or you can go and wave at Lewis as he's doing surgery. It's like a, Meredith. Yes, you that's know? right. Walking past Meredith. She didn't Absolutely. want to look. She didn't like didn't like the look of the surgery. Didn't she? But we're crazy. No, we're, we're crazy. We are, we are. And also Patrick. We're crazy prices. <laughs> that's Nathan. That's Nathan. <laughs> and uh, it gets on Patreon. Uh we um we, uh go to patreon.com, search for two vets pets. You can you can support Mer- Meredith. Can support it. and Nathan. Nathan Maybe too. Nathan Carpet World. I got it right now because yeah. he's going to support us. He could get a sticker for the front of his shop if That'd he supports. Right. Be I'll, I'll, I'll just go and stick it on the front door and not tell him about it. Exactly. Uh, and we're on the socials as well. Absolutely. Come and check us out. Get in contact. We love hearing from you. Tell your friends. Get write us a review on uh, on iTunes. You know we've um, we've had a couple of nice reviews, but um, if we can get a couple more, it uh, helps to helps to put us in front of uh, more faces. The way that iTunes and their funny algorithm works. So more than a couple, mate. We've got a lot of nice reviews. Got a lot of nice Thank reviews. It's because we're nice people. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Scratch you later. Peace out, mate. Bye, Willow. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at VetBehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle. <laughs>